Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me, just me today, ranking a topic in Star Wars. Oh, look, what do you want me to tell you? Life's been really busy for me. Life's been busy for the Force Center crew, Joseph and Jennifer. So sometimes Star Wars Ranked is just me, a microphone, and you. What are we going to rank today? Great question. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian set pictures that keep coming out. We're going to talk about the ones with George Lucas visiting John Favreau on his birthday. We'll talk about that on the main show this coming Tuesday, if you listen in chronological order. I want 
going to dive into though into that and the Mandalorian today though a little bit with some uh, just me and five random guesses about the Star Wars TV show The Mandalorian. When's it coming out? Well, we're not quite sure. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't really quite know. We'll, we'll find out soon enough. So that's what we got today. I put these together. Now I want to disclose some things. Every once in a while, because, uh, you know, I live and work in Hollywood. I run into stories that seem plausible, stories that turn out to be true, and some that are completely false from beginning to end. And uh, these are stories about, well, the movie industry in general, but specifically Star Wars, the thing we're here to talk about. I don't know much about The Mandalorian. There's things I've heard about the other projects that didn't happen, things I've heard about Episode Nine that I don't want to be true, don't think are true. You just never really know. And something that someone hears. I, mean, that's, I know people who are like accountants in big film, uh, you know, big studios and for big budget films, and they'll hear things, they'll see things on liner notes, uh, you know, uh, line items, I should say, not liner notes, I'm thinking about music, uh, line items and budgets, and some stuff floats back to me. This isn't about that. I know almost nothing about The Mandalorian. I've heard one bit of information. I think I even talked about it on Force Center. And to be honest, I don't think it's right because I think the person telling me is not a Star Wars fan and they just said something about a character because it's just a generalization. And they just assume, well, if someone's wearing that costume, it's that character. And I don't think that's the case. Why am I saying that? It's Star Wars ranked, Ken. We don't want to know Star Wars ranked the sources you almost know. I'm saying that to fully disclose that I really haven't heard much about The Mandalorian. We've seen some of the shots. The folks over at MakingStarWars.com uh, been hanging out in parking structures, taking pictures of the sets, as far as I know. I mean, they're getting some great stuff. I think it forced Disney's hand, and that's why we finally have a lot of this information so we know uh, Boba Fett's weapon from the holiday special will probably be in this. Will it be in Boba Fett's hands? We know that the ice cream maker will be there. Will Will Roe Hood be there? It's possible. He fled from Bespin. Here he is on the run, still has his ice cream maker or computer processor. These are all things that are possible. But I'm throwing out random guesses today and things we've talked about in other places and things I'm sure we'll talk about again for Center Main Show. Joseph, Jennifer, I'd love to get their take on it. But this is just me, alone in a room, with you all, going into five random guesses about The Mandalorian. Number five. We will see Coruscant's level 1313. I think, I think this will happen. Prediction? Yeah, this kind of comes into predictions. Don't turn this into a YouTube video about a, uh, a fact, all right? I think this is a guess that could also be... Uh, all right, hell, they're all predictions. What am I saying? Why am I fighting over the, the words here? I think we'll see Chorus in 1313. I think it's uh, hallowed ground in Star Wars in a way because of that video game. I think it's tied a lot to the, quote, underworld of Star Wars. And we, when we think of this live-action TV series, you kind of can't help but think of, well, the previous talked-about live-action TV show, which was going to be Star Wars Underworld. George had an interest in it. Ronald D. Moore wrote some of the scripts. Rick McCallum was ready to produce it. Said it would be about $50 million an episode. They couldn't do it. Well, times and technology has, uh, have changed, and uh, you can get more bang for your buck 
And I think now it's plausible, even though they're dumping a lot of money into the series. I think you can go back to some of the things you were going to do in 1313 and not necessarily just pluck them out of the scripts. That might be a little complicated when it comes to crediting writers and all those kind of things. I don't think they're just going to adapt. I think Favreau is in charge. He's got some ideas, but he is a Star Wars fan already with what he's showing and what he's tweeting out and some of the designs shows me that Favreau and his team, and Filoni's on that team, are very aware of some of the bigger things in Star Wars Legends or Star Wars canon, the corners that you can crawl into in canon. And uh, this being about the Mandalorian raises questions uh, in itself. But I think this is, you know, we know it's going to be this lone gunfighter on the uh, outs- outskirts of the galaxy and out of the reach of the New Republic as the New Republic uh, you know, forms and continues to build. So it makes sense. Corson, at this point, what are you saying? Two to three years after Return of the Jedi, roughly, the timeline confuses me, quite frankly. Some of you listening right now probably have the timeline of the Mandalorian down much better than I do right now. But it's around that time. Aftermath, the Chuck Wendig series, is, you know, in, in, inside a few months to two years after. So, you know, roundabout, again, roundabout numbers. So Mandalorian's around that time. Which means to me that Coruscant, we know, no longer going to be the center of the galaxy. It's not the seat of the uh, the power in the, in the galaxy anymore. We're going to start moving that around. Chandrilla. Um, the other planet I always forget in Bloodline, <laughs> and then end up eventually in Hosnian Prime. Other planets in between, I'm sure. So while that's happening, I think the you're, you're packing up the boxes and you're moving them to Chandrilla. Coruscant's still in play. Coruscant probably, you know, with the Empire gone, the Empire was holding down a lot of things in terms of, of the underworld. And, and also encouraging it, we know. We know that the underworld grew under the Empire. It was always there in Star Wars, but you get that sense. The Empire kind of turned a blind eye, or they worked with some of these uh, syndicates and organizations, but now the Empire is gone, which means it, it almost like not quite open war, but it's just, I think it's a little bit more of the, hey, wild, wild west. So if you're creating this character, the Mandalorian, a lone gunfighter, I think, why not take it at some point to... The true wild, wild west. Coruscant, level 1313. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm going to want you to let me know. Hashtag Star Wars ranked. It's not the end of the show. I'm just saying that now. Number four, Rada's Revenge. That's right. Little stinky muffin or whatever he's called by Chubba the Hutt. Rada the Hutt, the son of Jabba. We've never really dealt with that character. Wendig's Aftermath, which of course has the Cobb Vanth interludes. More on that later. It does talk about Malakili, the Rancor Keeper. Cobb Vanth and his, uh, his uh, side kind of grabbing Malakili and saying, we need your help. We got a, we got a little hutlet. And we want to put that hut in power. What has happened to Rod of the Hutt? Now, I, I, I don't have uh, Alex Stamen of Star Wars Explained on this week. I, I don't have Wikipedia open. Uh, I don't know, quite frankly, at this point, where Rod of the Hutt is. If Rod of the Hutt passed away, I don't think he was on. I don't think he was hanging out in his room 
on the Katana when the, when the Katana sail barge blew. Uh, I think uh, by this point, you know, we see Rod of the Hutt in the Clone Wars movie. So, you know, over 25 years have uh, gone. I don't know how fast Hutt's age, but, uh, you know, this could be uh, a young a young Hutt, a young man out and about in the galaxy, upset about his father's death and maybe trying to take his place. Rada's revenge, I don't think it's going to be an overarching theme of the show, but I would love to see at some point this dealt with. Does John Favreau want to finish the story of Rada the Hutt? I don't necessarily think that, but Dave Filoni could. If you're someone like Dave Filoni, you got that cowboy hat on and you're steeped in the Star Wars story and steeped in Star Wars lore, not just new canon or old canon, but just what Star Wars can be when you take all these characters from all around the galaxy, wouldn't Dave Filoni want to look around and go, all right, hey, we're out of the hut. We're post the fall of the Empire. It's chaos everywhere. Jabba has been dead for a couple years now. Rada's got to be thinking, no, that, that throne, that hut bed was mine. I want it. So at some point with a Mandalorian run into him. Again, I don't think it's going to be a specific plot, but if the show runs for a few seasons, I have this idea of Rod of the Hutt showing up. Rod of the Hutt putting himself in power. Rod of getting revenge. That'd be interesting because, you know, Leia's the Hutt Slayer. It'd be interesting if, uh, if Rod has a little... A little bone to pick with her on that. Now we know we probably can't get a lay in this series. Eh, as far as we see right now, who knows? Would you want to see that, huh? Forget about uh, episode nine. Would you ever recast these these characters? Luke, Han, Leia. Well, you've seen Han. We're a little more used to that. Could we see Leia from this time? Recast. Dealing with Rada's revenge? Eh, most likely not. That's a crazy prediction, baby. But Rada showing up, that's my number four random guess about the Mandalorian. Speaking of that, number three. Number three guess about the Mandalorian. Luke Skywalker, intrepid traveler. Do I think, all right, let's nail this down. Do I think we will see Han, Luke, Leia, Lando, you know, the human characters that if you cast them, you have to see them. Chewbacca, C-3PO, R2-D2, Nine-Numb, Akbar, those kind of characters can show up. Mon Mothma? Maybe. Genevieve O'Reilly, I think I think by now we could all accept Genevieve O'Reilly taking over that role post-Return of the Jedi. Crix May Dean, small character. You know, it'd be fun to see him, right? Like when Barristan Selmy was Jan Dodonna, all right? We can do that. But the big ones, it's going to be tough. However, the Mandalorian, whoever they are, is traveling around the galaxy. I don't think this is a Tatooine-centric series. Uh, we're seeing a couple things and hearing a couple things Things, not spoiler stuff, stuff we've already seen out there, that just naturally, we, fan, we as a fan base go to Tatooine. 
Hell, when the teaser trailer for The Force Awakens showed up, Finn pops his head up. We're like, ooh, they're on Tatooine. All right, turns out to be uh, Jakku, which I'm totally okay with. Um, I like that. I liked another sand planet, right? We need another snow planet. We need another forest planet. We need them all. But those shots that we saw from Jason Ward and his team and then the shot that was released, the Mandalorian walking around, Everything points to Tatooine, and I do want some of the series to be on Tatooine. I don't necessarily think, and I definitely don't want it to be a Tatooine-centric series. If this Mandalorian is traveling around the Outer Rim, maybe wild space, maybe dipping into the unknown regions, maybe going to uh, mid-core for Coruscant. Traveling around is what we're thinking. It's what we're getting to. I love this idea of him being a foot behind or maybe a foot ahead of Luke Skywalker and maybe even Lor Santeca as they travel around searching for Jedi and Sith artifacts, travel around looking for things. We know Luke Skywalker pretty soon after the events of Return of the Jedi has begun his search. We know he goes to Pilio, runs into Del Mico. You've played Battlefront 2, right? Yes. It's a really great scene. It's actually a good Star Wars moment. So we know Luke's out and about. The war is over. Not even, I mean, the Battle of Jakku hasn't even happened. And Skywalker's like, cool, you guys got this? I'm out. I'm a Jedi now. I got to figure out what that is. Han and Leia aren't even at the Battle of Jakku. It's a great little scene in the aftermath uh, novel, uh, Empire's End. Han feeling weird about not being there, but Leia kind of saying it's it's that's not what we do anymore. We're on it, it's different now. And that's just you know short time after, year or so after the event to return of the Jedi. So Luke's off on the run. Uh, if and if the Mandalorian is off and running, I would love again. Do I think he's going to run into Luke Skywalker and Sebastian Stan's going to be Luke Skywalker? And I think no, no, no. I'm open to that idea, but I think. The specter of Luke Skywalker, the shadow of Skywalker, could be around. Could be around in a mention. And I think it would be fun if the Mandalorian, whoever they are, walks into uh, some kind of bar or marketplace on some faraway planet looking for something. Or someone says, ah, you know, there's a weird guy dressed in all black with a glove on his hand. He was just here looking for a map. Maybe he gets hired by Skywalker and Santec or something he only, you know, doesn't know who's... I don't know, you know, but you know what I mean? Just some kind of reference, just some kind of clue to where Luke is going on. I think we're going to get a lot of mentions of some of the characters. Uh, mentions of the New Republic. Uh, the Empire could be around. It could be a remnant around. Not everyone maybe jumped ship and went over to uh, uh, the Unknown Regions with Ray Sloan and, and the rest of the crew. So in his travels, I think the Mandalorian's going to start hearing some things. Or their travels. I keep We don't know. We don't know. Mandalorian, man, woman, droid, Abdonetta, we don't know yet. We don't know. So I like that. That is my third crazy random guess. Again, based on nothing that I've heard, nothing that I think has been thought, other than my crazy brain, at least here on Force Center. Just this idea that as, as you travel around, you lift up stones, Luke Skywalker has already been there. 
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My number two. Crazy, wild, random guess. Well, I don't think it's that crazy, wild, and random because a lot of you have it as well. Number two, number nine, number nine, number two. Boba Fett has, in fact, survived the Sarlacc pit, crawled out, disarmored himself in a way, retired, but will return. I don't know what you're, what you're going to do with Cobb Vanth. 
Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney, the creators of it all, could be at a weird little crossroads. I am one of those folks that completely understands the frustration if, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and company announced new canon coming. This is, what, April 2014. They clear the decks. New novels are on the way. New canon is coming. Follow us down this path. And it's all going to be connected like, like never before. And if you feel like sometimes it's not as connected like never before, I understand the frustration. I enjoy it. I think uh, there are more connections than people realize. A lot of it's that emotional canon we talk about here at Fourth Center. I think it's there. But I understand. I understand. Um, Aftermath, again, going to, to Wendig's excellent series, and I hope you all check it out if you haven't. The character of Cobb Vanth, but also there's something in Empire's End towards the end with the children of the First Order. Without a doubt, there is a character that is... A young, tall, blonde, female orphan picked up by the First Order. Every indication at that moment is like, ah, we got the uh, Phasma origin. And then we know Delilah S. Dawson's excellent book, Phasma, comes out, and that ain't the case. Now, it wasn't like Wendig said, and then Ray Sloan looked at this girl said, what's your name? Uh, my name's uh, Debbie Phasma. Okay, uh, it wasn't that solid it could you know obviously now we know it's another character but there was a little tinge in in my in the back of my brain that was like ah well you know i kind of like that thing there um this is uh, uh there's, there's so much canon that rolls out that sometimes you, you have to go with it. i was actually i was rereading parts of lost stars for some research and Towards the end, you know, there's there's actually a couple things. They, they, they go through the Battle of Jakku. Which is, you know, the battle's so big, you can hide a lot of things in different story, little corners of that story. But Cyanar Ray is on the Devastator during the opening moments of what we know as A New Hope. And I, since Rogue One has come out, I've always wondered, like, what what is it? Cyanar Ray is describing the, the pursuit of the, the Tanavi 4 the blockade runner. She's the one that puts the tractor beam on. She watches the escape pods go. She watches one get blown out of the sky, out of the space sky, if you will. So I was like, that's an interesting part. Uh, You know, Canon now nuke Star Wars Canon and the stories keep rolling out. And, and there was nothing in Cyanar Ray's mind that indicated she was just part of a big battle at Scarif in which the Devastator, the ship that she's on, actually absolutely just destroyed ships as it came out of hyperspace, crunched into them, and that they went after the Profundity or the Rat. None of that, of course, because Claudia Gray doesn't know at the time she's writing Last Stars. But I went back, and, well, it's wide open. It's wide open. There's nothing that Sayana Ray thinks or says that, that would negate the Battle of Scarif or that they were just there. She only just says, I can't believe they're firing back. Can't believe the firing back. So, all that to say, all that to say, let's go back to Cobb Vanth. It is at an interesting point. Because, unlike the not Phasma at the end of Empire's End, and un- unlike uh, the Battle of Scarif tucked around the corner of Lost Stars, Cobb Vanth, it's pretty clear, again, not explicitly stated, but it's pretty clear, and it's to be assumed, that that is Boba Fett's armor that Cobb Vanth is wearing. 
Everything about it, even the even the interlude with Malakili talking about the aftermath of the explosion of the Sarlacc and how it was open and and you could kind of go into the Sarlacc and it was disgusting scene. And the Jawas did their scavenging and and they're the ones that got this armor pockmarked, damaged, a little maybe stomach acid on it. Cobb Vanth gets it. It's a key part of his character's story. He becomes the sheriff of Freetown, and at one point, some of the criminal syndicates uh, he's fighting, they say, you, you know, you wear that armor. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. You wear that armor, but you're not fit to wear the armor. So, set around the same time frame, if this Mandalorian, which the name of Fett, Boba Fett, and Jango, they've already been evoked in Favreau's, uh, Favreau's Instagram announcement of the show, are they going to deal with Boba Fett? Are they going to deal with it? And what becomes of Cobb Vance? I think, I think it's very possible. Again, this is all about wild guesses. I think it's very possible we will deal with it in some way or another and deal with Boba Fett, Cobb Vance, and whoever the Mandalorian is. In fact, I'd like a three-way battle. I like this idea that Boba Fett hit the end of his rope, hit a brick wall, and that brick wall was the side of the sail barge as he fell into the Sarlacc pit. If he survived it, and I actually do love the idea of Boba Fett surviving it. It's something straight from Legends, but it's just one of those things that just kind of makes sense. Just kind of makes sense. Though over over the years, I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. The way he went out and returned the Jedi as a kid, I loved it. Now I look at it, I'm like, yeah, you know. It's a little too bad he ended it that way. Well, I so I like the idea of Boba Fett being alive. And I love that this series would have to deal with it. Whether or not Boba Fett and Jango Fett are not Mandalorians, we at this point are pretty certain they aren't, but who knows? George is walking around the set. Maybe he's like, mm, yeah, all right, Dave, make a Mandalorian. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I like this idea of Boba Fett saying, enough is enough. I've survived this thing. There's someone else running around in my armor. Kind of like the hound, the hound's armor in Game of Thrones becomes key more than um, Sandor Clegane himself. Boba Fett's armor does mean something. Cobb Vanth has it, loses it. Mandalorian wants it. I love it all falling back into the lap of Boba Fett. I still think we could see Boba Fett. I still think that'd be interesting. But not seeing him as the Boba Fett that we know. Uh, but seeing him as the Boba Fett that's like, hey, I'm out. But they keep pulling me back in. Could be interesting. I like those kind of swerves. I love uh, I love when Asajj Ventress kind of has to team up with Obi-Wan late in Clone Wars. That kind of stuff's fun. Boba Fett... Not uh, inside the law by any means, but Boba Fett having to do things a little bit different than he's done because maybe he's like, well, now I did things before. Got me straight into the belly of the Sarlacc. I like that. I like that. Is that crazy? I think we all want Boba Fett in some way. Yeah, you're hearing that a lot. You're hearing that a lot. We'll see. I went on to the Force Center Discord page, which you can get to by becoming a patron. I went into our Star Wars rank chat channel, and I just uh, asked, hey, I'm about to press record here. Anyone got any random guesses? So, some guesses, well, similar to my guesses, so I can't say them right now, you know? But we got uh, C. Benefield, that's Chad Benefield, uh, says, um, I believe they'll have to interact, avoid the Imperial Remnant. 
they being the Mandalorian and just characters on the show. Also wonder if they filled in a bit of Favreau's story that he has had since he was a kid with plots and stories from all the Underworld TV scripts. Again, going to what I was talking about earlier. But I, I like this, too. I don't think we're done seeing the Empire. It'll be different, though. It will be a remnant, and it won't be the Empire. Uh, I don't think we're going to necessarily cut to Masameda in his office under house arrest on Coruscant saying, uh, you know, some people into the First Order. Let's try again over here. But some people could. Some people could not accept maybe that the war has ended. Maybe they're trying to start their own, quote, rebellion against the New Republic. But they're stormtroopers. So they're bad guys. Terex, who we know from the Poe Dameron comic, factoring all the way into the events of the sequel trilogy, you know, was a stormtrooper, was on the Battle of Jakku. So if this is after that, Terex kind of becomes his own, uh, you know, lack of a better term, crime lord himself. So maybe, Chad, I think maybe you're right. I think having the Imperial Remnant in some kind of way, having to deal with it, would be interesting. Low Row Nose, she says, I hope for a Dark Saber appearance as well. That Dark Saber. Put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin in that. Uh, DC, the GB, says... Um, seems like a lot of the new material has references to Batu as they set the stage for the parks opening. Maybe we'll have some of the interactive characters uh, that's previously previously been discussed here on Four Center. And I'm appear in the parks. Uh, Vi, uh, I like that Vi from the the Phasma novel. I like that a lot, DC. And yes, Batu absolutely been mentioned, uh, and I love that it's mentioned. I want to go to Galaxy's Edge, Batu here in Anaheim, where I'm going to go, and say, I feel as a fan that this, yeah, this matters in a way. That we're so far into this world of new canon. You know, Battlefront 2 is quite a victory for new canon. That's a story that's a canon story, and I think most people agree. No matter what you thought about the game or how long the mission was, got some cool characters that fit well into the story, some great references and some things connected. A lot of it connected around this time frame, too. So, uh, I like this idea of Batu at DC, uh, the GB has. I, I like that a lot. I like going to Batu. We've seen it in Star Wars Resistance. We have gone there and thrown alliances. Let's see it. Let's go there. You got the park design. Let's go spend some time at Batu. Does that invoke a little bit of eye rolls from cynical Star Wars fans, Disney haters? Uh, it's just a big commercial. Well, yeah, of course. And that's okay. We live in commercial times. So if you see the Mandalorian go to Batu, and then around the same time, Batu opens up at Anaheim or Orlando, uh, yeah, you're going to have even that much more fun. And the idea of DC's got here of some of these characters being interactive, totally love that as well. Love that. Uh, Chad posted another one that ties into my previous uh, thought I want to mention here. You know, three years after Boba Fett disappeared, unclear where Boba Fett is. You know, searching for clues to his fate would be interesting, too. And that could tie into my idea of Boba Fett being retired but having to come back. Maybe the Mandalorian, you know, Favreau says, hey, with stories of Jango Fett and Boba Fett, you know, now rises a new one, the Mandalorian. Maybe this Mandalorian is like, what happened to Boba? I gotta find him. I gotta track him down. And maybe the Mandalorian is the one pulling him back in. Could be. All right. My number one random guess slash prediction slash thought slash rambling about the Mandalorian is one that is shared by listener Low Row Nose. Uh, Laura, I do believe, right? Yeah. These Discord names are different than their other names. 
You can find her over in the uh, Jedi Council Facebook group there, too. Um, she says, random guess, I think Bo-Katan makes an appearance on the show. And that is my number one, Bo-Katan Returns. All right. I am partial to this one because, well, I just like the character. Love Bo-Katan's return and kind of the wrap-up of her character in a way in Rebels. The character wraps up, gets the Darksaber back. There's that Darksaber. She's the leader of Mandalore. Yay. What happens to the Mandalorians during the Galactic Civil War? We know Sabine hides out on Lothal, waiting and guarding for a, a, a fight, a battle that never came, and I can accept that. That's fine. I don't need to learn. You know, Hera being involved in the, in the Galactic Civil War is, is fine for me. Battle of Scarif, Battle of Endor, all that's good for me. I don't necessarily need I wouldn't have a problem, but if you're like, oh, well, Sabine was on Hoth. She was riding a Tauntaun next to you. You didn't see her. Like, I don't always need that stuff. I like Sabine being on Lothal. Then she goes off searching for Ezra. That's fine. But Bo-Katan, I do... Need to know, where was Mandalore overall during the Galactic Civil War? Because in Rebels, which is, you know, so close up to the events of Scarif and New Hope, in Rebels, you know, they, Gar Saxon, that whole storyline, Sabine going home, the Empire came to Mandalore. All right? The Empire was there. It wasn't this untouched part of the galaxy. It's not the Chiss Ascendancy that's just kind of watching the Clone War and the Civil War from afar and only Thrawn's involved. No. No, 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 no. Mandalore is there. They're in it. Where were they? And I love the idea of this Mandalorian, be it man, woman, droid, Wookiee, or whatever, this Mandalorian that kind of narrows the options. A Wookiee Mandalorian. That'd be interesting. But I want this Mandalorian to have a connection to, well, being a Mandalorian. And that's, you gotta bet, why Filoni is there and has been there. That is why uh, Favreau, pre-Vizsla, is there and is interested in this. And, yeah, Katie Sackhoff, Starbuck herself, former colleague and compatriot over at Schmoes know of myself and, and, and Mark and Christian and the gang. Yeah, I'm a little biased. I want Katie Sackhoff in a live-action TV show as Bo-Katan. And I think it could happen. I think it could work. If it's come up in our fan brains, you don't think Filoni taking the cowboy hat off as he sat down at a table with Jon Favreau and said, well, let's bring some Mandalorian lore into this series. Let's call it The Mandalorian. Let's invoke the name of Jango Fett and Boba Fett and the armor and the weapon from the holiday special. Let's do all these things the fans know. You don't think the name Bo-Katan Chris has not popped up at least once? Who can we get to play her? Oh, I know. One of the more cult favorite TV actresses and film actors, well, of course. But she's Starbuck. She knows this stuff. She can do it. She can deliver. It would work. So it's my number one random guess. It is my number one random guess. But it might be me trying to put it out there into the universe 
and making it happen. All right. Those are mine. What are yours? You know the drill. You can follow us at Four Center Pod. You can go to our Instagram page. You can go to our YouTube page. Check the YouTube page out. We've got a lot of fun stuff we're putting up there, and we're planning on more. So look at that. But uh, also, I want to know. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. Follow me at Ken Napsuck if you want to. And let me know, what are your random guesses, predictions, and thoughts about The Mandalorian? And don't worry, we're going to revisit this. We are absolutely going to revisit this. I want to hear what Joseph has to say. I want to hear what Jennifer has to say. The excitement for the Mandalorian TV series is 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 palpable and it's growing. I think everyone's pretty excited for it. So we're going to be talking about it again. But that's the start of the conversation here for me. Again, if you want to support, consider going to patreon.com slash force center and take a peek. That is it. See you next time. Star Wars has been ranked. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.